What's up? And welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocere from aclearmind.com. All right, and welcome to episode number 44. I hope you're doing well during this intense time in life and taking moments to slow down, breathe deeply. It's amazing what taking six deep breaths does for your body physically and does for your emotions and your spirituality as well. And of course, that you're taking time to really focus on staying and getting healthier with nutrition and exercise and really focusing on your mental health as well. Those kind of things are really gonna help you really at all times, but especially with any kind of health crisis that is going on like it is right now. So today's episode comes off the heels of one of my private sessions that I had with one of my soccer clients, a professional soccer player that I had this session with last week. And my client asked me about goal setting. And in this person's case, it was literally about setting goals for goals as a measurement of success. Basically saying, you know, is it a good idea if I say I want to have 10 goals or 15 goals this season? And what I told him is kind of a probably a little bit of an alternate mentality for a lot of people. And what I told this person, I said, look, it's it's okay to have goals if you want to put a number in your head. That's, of course, your choice, but I really caution you about holding on too tightly to an exact number that you want to have because you, when you tie in a specific number, you're essentially saying, I will feel like I've achieved success if I get to this. But then, of course, there's the other side. If I don't get to this, then I'm going to feel like as if I didn't have success. So when you set a specific number and parents, you know, if, if your child asks for this or if you want to talk to your, your child about this, this is, of course, just my opinion and the way that I approach my work with my clients and what I do for myself as well. So take it, take what you want to take out of it. And if you love it, go ahead, use it. And if you find there's a different way that you prefer, of course, you're more than welcome to that. So what I told my client was I said, if you want to set this goal, the most important thing when you're thinking about the specific number is how that feels. So if you want to have 10 goals in a season, how does it feel in your body to have 10 goals? What does that feel like to you? And then if you really take a step deeper into it, what does it feel like to score a goal? And one formula that I found works for myself and I think feel like it works for my clients as well is a formula to sit in meditation where you're essentially just focusing in on your thoughts and focusing in on your breaths. And when your thoughts come up to be mindful and conscious that you're, you've escaped thinking about your breath and concentrating on your breath and to return back to your breath and really try and sit with your breath as much as possible. So from there, I love to transition into a feeling of gratitude. So it's no longer focusing on breath. You're actually coming up 
cognitively with what you were grateful for and what you're thankful for in your life. And then from there to transition into manifestation. And again, it's the idea of what you want to create for your life, right? If you want to create the fact that you're a goal scorer, what does that feel like? If you're a goalkeeper, what does that feel like to make saves? What is the feeling? That is the most important thing is to carry the feeling, not just in the manifestation, but to carry it outside of the manifestation in life in general. And you can do this in any kind of aspect in your life, whether it's socially, interpersonally, financially, whatever you want to do. And even in relationship with your your children as well that you want to have as parents is to carry that feeling you want to have because you're putting that vibration out into the universe and it's going to come back to you as long as you stay with that feeling as much as possible. So that's what I told him as far as the specific goal setting, right? What does it feel like to score goals? Now, what I told my soccer client was the more important thing than just setting a goal is what are the steps necessary that you're going to take that is going to get you to this goal. So in any sport, essentially, you break down the sport into four different pillars. There's psychological component, which is really deep, and there's a lot to it, of course, and I personally help my clients out with that aspect. There are sports psychologists out there. Good coaches will kind of narrow in on the importance of that and help their players with that aspect. And there's a lot of other professionals who can do that as well. So there's psychological, there's physical. It's how fast you are, basically speed, agility, quickness, strength. It's how high you can jump. It's stretching, it's sleeping, it's warming up properly, it's proper nutrition. Hydration is humongous. So it's how well, essentially, you're treating your body. And then there's the tactical side, which is the decision-making parts of the game. What are you going to do at this point when this happens in a game? And what do you do when that happens in a game? Essentially, it's what is your role that you're going to make when you have the ball or you don't have the ball? What is your decision going to be? And a lot of that has to do with how the coach wants you to play in whatever sport it is. Now, the fourth pillar is technical, and that is your skill set. How you dribble, how you pass, how you shoot, how you chip, Uh, either a soccer ball or a golf ball, how you roll the bowling ball, how you spike the volleyball. Every sport has their own technical element. And within each sport, depending on which position you play, if there are different positions, it is what techniques do you need for that position specifically? What do you do more often when you're in that position versus other positions? And with youth players, especially the younger ones, My belief is they need to be playing multiple positions. And then as they get older, then they can specialize in specific positions. So really, the skill set is really huge uh, depending on how old they are and what position they're playing when they get older. So with my client, who's a professional soccer player, like I mentioned, we said, okay, what position are you going to be playing? And then we broke it down. Okay, what does that position look like? What are some role models that you can watch at higher levels of professional soccer, that you can emulate their game and see what they do and how they do it. So then it became breaking down specific techniques and then applying a plan to focus in on that. And every athlete has qualities that they're better at 
more than other qualities. So really, it's not just focusing on the weaknesses, but it's really focusing in and fine-tuning and sharpening the strengths as well. So there's this balance of really developing the strengths at a higher level and developing the quote-unquote weaknesses more as well. So then it becomes about what extra work are you going to do to improve yourself in all four of those pillars, especially the technical side. That's what players can do on their own. So if they're, they feel they are weaker on one-on-one dribbling, then it's to work on that. And 20, 30 minutes a day really can add up over time. And we spoke about this in my interview with Kobe Jones, who's a U.S. men's national soccer team legend from a while back, and he commentates um, soccer games right now. But he mentioned that. He said Eric Winaldo was one of the first players that he was around that he could see was taking those extra 20, 30 minutes. And that adds up. If you do 30 minutes five days a week, that's an extra two and a half hours of practice. Then that can really add up. That's just in five practicing five times a week. And then it became about the intense discipline that it takes to do that. It takes discipline to just stay every day after practice or come a little bit early and work on those certain things. And some players don't want to do that. Some players will want to just kind of kick around or mess around for five, 10 minutes, and and maybe they'll have a little bit more success doing that. But if players are intensely driven, and that has to, of course, come from the the child or the player, it can't come from the parent, right? There has to be a love of the sport first in order for there to be this desire to go and work harder. But that's essentially what it takes. So for parents out there who are listening, ask for permission. Don't just say, hey, we're going to go and set some goals for you because I heard this great podcast. Uh, it, It has to come from this place of encouragement and asking permission from your child to do so. Just say, hey, I heard this podcast. Do you want to listen to it? Or do you want to maybe talk about setting goals for yourself and what that'll take? And of course, this is up to you. You know, I, I, I don't want to force you. Something like that. Because if you could just go in there and, and, and start barging in and telling them what's best for them, then they're going to listen a lot less than if it truly comes from them. And they may not say, oh, yes, I want to do it. Let's go ahead. That sounds like a great idea. They may say, no, I'm okay. And, and parents... I would encourage not to press on. Just say, okay, I respect that. You know, if you do want to end up setting some goals, just let me know. I'm happy to help you. Or again, here's this podcast. If you just want to listen to it at some time, you can go ahead and do that. So again, parents, don't force it. Bring it up in a loving way. Make sure you have their permission to keep moving forward in the conversation. And of course, if they say yes, then we go back and listen to this, that It's, you know, if you can have an idea of your goals and set these goals with also not being attached to the outcome, that's the biggest thing. When we're attached to an outcome to define if we're successful or not, we're attaching ourselves to something that's in the future. And every success that you have is based on what is going on in the present moment. So if we set an outcome, again, that's in the future and we're focused on the future and we're also focused if we have to achieve success and we have to be seen as successful if we achieve those goals, then we are trying to achieve success from something outside of us. We're essentially asking for approval in other people. 
Letting go of need for approval in others is one of the most challenging thing any teenager could ever go through, let alone adults as well. Adults go through this all the time in life, where many of us are worried about what other people think in different situations in our lives. But the more we know that our power comes from inside of us, and hearing how good we are from other people is just a little bit of icing on the cake, that's great. But really, our power comes from inside of us. Again, it's setting goals without the need for the outcome to happen to define ourselves. So essentially, it's getting lost in the journey and the present moment of what we're doing and loving to train because it feels good. Loving to be disciplined instead of having to be disciplined. It's loving to learn instead of of dreading to take another lecture from your coach or your parent. The more we can love what we're doing, the more we will get lost in the present moment and the more joy we'll have. And parents, of course, it's your responsibility to take notice if if you think your player is feeling pressure and really asking them, do you feel pressure from us? Do you feel pressure from other people? It's okay to tell me because you know what? With my daughter with things, I didn't think I was applying pressure to her more so academically. I didn't really do so athletically, but More so academically, I didn't feel like I was putting pressure on her, but she was feeling a lot of pressure. And that was something that was a really eye-opening experience for me is saying, okay, what is my part in this? So I had to learn how to tiptoe that fine line of like saying, of because grades, of course, are important, but also to tune in with my child specifically about, hey, are you feeling pressure? And let's explore why you're feeling pressure because that's not my intention. So parents... Be aware, be conscious, see if you can notice, and see if you can ask your child, are you feeling pressure? That can be extremely powerful to explore with your child and to listen to them and validate, I understand you're feeling pressure, but that's, you know, it's not my intention, but I, it's something that I will work on. Validation is so huge in your relationship with anybody, especially your child. They want to feel heard with what they're experiencing in life. Just think about your own life. I'm sure it helps just telling your story to your spouse or your family members or a friend or even strangers. Sometimes it just feels good to tell your story to others. That is the validation that we seek. So it's important, especially to give that to your child. So to sum it up, it is about setting goals without needing an outcome. And really focusing in on those four pillars, physical, psychological, tactical, and technical. And to sharpen all the skills within those four pillars. And again, parents, don't put pressure to goal set with your child. Ask permission to do so and have an open-ended conversation with your child about setting goals. So I hope that helps. If you like this episode and any of the other episodes, I ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That way more people can listen to it and that way you don't miss any episodes. And of course, also to share it with other people because there's such deep wisdom from these athletes that I've interviewed. And hopefully you've gotten something from the other episodes that I've done with myself. If you haven't, go back and listen to some of the other ones. I really appreciate that. I'm always here for you. If you want to reach out to me, I do, as I mentioned, I do private individual work with athletes, parents, 
non-athletes, weekend warriors, retired weekend warriors, whatever it is. So I do private sessions. I do small group work and workshops as well. And I'm developing a really exciting plan for teenage athletes as well. That'll come out soon. I have cool interviews. I recorded one with Leslie Gallimore, who's the head of the new Girls Academy on uh, youth soccer and was the former head coach at University of Washington, a legend up there and is a member of the U.S. women's national team staff as well. So stay tuned for that. I have another one coming up as well with a professional football player. And I'll let you know more about that in the future as well. Again, you can reach out to me on my website, aclearmind.com or email me directly, Gabe, G-A-B-E, at aclearmind.com. We also have a Facebook support group called Clarity for Parents of Athletes on Facebook. So just look that up and click to join and I will get you in there. All right. As always, much love to you and many blessings.